pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Greetings and welcome back to your Kinetic Belief Podcast. And uh, we're so glad to have all of you back with us today. If you'd like to receive an occasional encouraging text message from me, text the word Kinetic to 844-844-0049. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. And also make sure that you subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Make sure you also share it as a way of sharing your light with those that you love. And, oh, another thing, the video of these podcasts is now available on the website at StephenCanyon.com. Maggie, how are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. How are you? Great. Doing really well. I'm still floating from the 26-mile bike ride that oh. you drug me along on yesterday. Well, with e-bikes, it's not, it's, it's, <laughs> I, it's not too bad, right? <laughs> no, well, not for us, it's not. But I find myself beautiful. enjoying the scenery more. Absolutely. You're going through it without yes. the stressors of... Breathing. <laughs> if your lungs on Breathing fire. is so stressful. Um, no, it was beautiful. It was stunning. It was overwhelming. I, I love when you go through a really thick patch of, of pines and it just it's just Christmas. It just smells like Christmas, <laughs> like the whole path. Can you believe that we, in this part of the Rockies, we're only about three, maybe four weeks at the most away from the first snow? I'm I mean, ready. It's about, it's been cold. It's been down in the 30s at night. Yeah, I'm ready. I've got my, we, we have our snowshoes, our snow gear. We're we're locked and loaded for winter. And even so, there's still so many wildflowers in bloom, like you were talking about yesterday, that we mm-hmm. could see between here and wherever we went. That's what I like about the West, though, I, and, and especially the High Rockies, because it's it's all extremes. It's either full-on feet of snow and winter, or spring is just exploding everywhere you look. I yeah. love it. <laughs> and you know something else? You mentioned you mentioned the bikes being e-bikes, which is just an electrical bike, but it enables you to quickly get into a meditative uh, pose and stance, right? Yes. Just to get away from the noise of the world and you collect your thoughts in, into the moment. You, yeah. you are so moment-minded when you are riding a bike or motorcycle or just hiking through the woods, whatever you're doing yes. that's away from the noise. You... you um, just transcend all of the the things you've been identifying with, the, the challenges, people, <laughs> work, uh, just stuff in general, news, yes. and, and you get away from it and immediately escape into self. Yes. And what a perfect way to be able to meditate in a higher way. Yeah. Well, a natural setting, I, I always feel like it overwhelms me and almost pins me down and <laughs> forces me to transcend. <laughs> well, you did a great job, by the way. You really well, and, did. And I have to say the e-bikes are so fun because it, it's not that it's, you don't have to work. It's just It just takes the amount of work you normally do and it makes it exponential. So it, you can go much further well, with the com- same effort. <laughs> and when it comes to bicycling, I was, before I ever rode an e-bike, I got to tell you that I was a purist. I'm like, there is no way that I'm going to replace good old pedal power with something that's electric. And <laughs> until the first time I got on an e-bike and I'm like, screw that, screw purity, <laughs> I'm I'm all about the e-bike. You're like, do you, do you want my firstborn, my soul? What do you need <laughs> for this so, bike to be in so my life? classically beautiful. Yeah. And a, a great way to it. And speaking uh, of escaping, I was just what? Is, who's your favorite character from literature? Oh, oh, this is this is easy. This is an easy one for is me. Is it really? Yeah, I mean, it's like I like I love many many books, but there's one that just stays at the top for me. Um, 
his name it's it's spelled if you read it in you know normal english it's henry but hmm. he's french in the book and his name is henri and it's from papillon really yes i love that book what? i've probably read that book five times hmm. and it's not short why is he your favorite character or is that too much to, to well try to the book is on? the book is actually an autobiography it's a collection of of journals that he wrote and hmm. it's of his actual life and I don't even care if he made it up. <laughs> it's just such a great story. Well, I agree. I love this story of Papillon, but I'm only familiar with the the um, Hollywood version, the movies that oh, have been yeah, made. I no. think there have been three of them made, but I've, I've not read the book. I actually always wish that they would make one that lives up to the book, but I think that might be impossible, honestly, because the book has – you would almost have to do a um, – oh, what's it called when they do a miniseries. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good you idea. You know, like a series of maybe five, two-hour – specials or something because there's just there's just so much it's so many stories in the in the story hmm. yeah um you I, I i'm i'm saying it like that because i'm thinking gosh i should know this but i don't know uh, well i don't it's know a, it's a good question i don't know that you should know it because i'm not quite sure i do um <laughs> okay because i Got it. don't read a lot of of uh i read a lot of classic literature but i also read a lot of the uh philosophical musings mm-hmm. of you know uh just nietzsche and and others so I, but when i think about maybe stories that um are inspiring you know i think probably um it would be a character from moby dick from melville's moby moby dick really but you know it would be the white whale i thought you might say starbucks <laughs> because the white whale in in the in the book is seen as representing nature, and I think ah. what, and, and, and a biblical monster. So mm. I think probably the, the That's so whale. Cool. You know, I, I read that many, many, many years ago, but I, I truly don't remember anything about it. Oh, <laughs> and, and so that's fascinating. Your classic. The symbolism yeah. is, so is many. in there. Wow, that's you, that's something to think about. I'm going to spend the rest of the day thinking about who my favorite character is. And KBs, if you've got one, I'd love to know your who yeah, it is for you and too. your reasoning. Email us, send send me a uh, an idea <laughs> of who you who inspires you, or at least you find intriguing. Maybe you're not inspired by your favorite character, but you yes. find it very intriguing and entertaining in that sense. I also like, I mean, in uh, Les Mis, the the character of Javert, he's mm-hmm. sort of the villain, but I mm-hmm. think he has maybe the most interesting story. Within that story. Mm. Oh, absolutely. So that's a good point. Yeah. They don't have good, to inspire good. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I love this. Mm. Uh, we could honestly, we could we could talk about this all day. Well, because I also <laughs> like the Tin Men from uh, Wizard of Oz. So who knows <laughs> where this could go. And uh, oh, speaking man. of stories, and, and maybe on a little more serious note, we did get an email over the week, or actually I think it was the end of last week, and uh, took a look at it and, and contacted the, the young man that sent it in and asked for his permission to share it, and he yeah. said absolutely. And so verbatim, pretty much here is is the – uh, the gist of the question that was emailed to us from a, f- a fellow KB, and he says that, Stephen, truly appreciate the podcast, and he said that I listen to it on a daily basis. Uh, he was a, he said, but I'm actively doing the work of, um, doing the work, but it is a struggle for me. Uh, he's doing the work of law of attraction. That's what it is. He says, but it's a struggle for him at times because, uh, and, and certainly more as of lately. 
And the reason, he said he was a teacher for 21 years, and he was overseas for the past seven years of his career. And then he moved home here to the United States to begin pursuing a passion as a chef and uh, went into business with a friend of his who he says he trusted. And he said that I knew my business knowledge was very limited, so I was grateful that his friend has an MBA and is knowledgeable. And uh, he said, but I've been in the States for eight months now, and we've yet to move forward. Yes, my friend bought the food truck and long before we went into business, and I was led to believe that when I get back to the USA that I will be hitting the ground running and getting everything uh, left to be done, working on things like a marketing plan, creating the menu, analyzing costs and all those things. But he says that now, and Glenn is his name, Glenn. Hello, Glenn. Hi, Glenn, Glenn says that now it feels like I left my job and moved over 6,000 miles just to drive for Uber during a global pandemic. Oh, wow. And it was even more disappointing to find out that the reason why there was so much opposition and vagueness was that the truck wasn't operational because it was a, he said, a shady salesman that sold it to him. And then with the friend being a salesman himself, he didn't share everything with him. And right now, he says, Glenn says, my emotions are all over the place because yeah. this was my miracle dream. They helped me get out of the dark place I was in. And when I battled, uh, I was battling depression, and this apparently lifted up Glenn's hopes. And with all of this, he says, I've been on a spiritual and emotional decline, and I can't get back on track. What do I do? I don't have too many people to talk to. Can you help me out with this? And uh, the big question is, what do I do? I'm very disappointed. I'm very depressed. Don't know where to go from here. And so on and so forth. Well, Glenn, first of all, thank you so much for the question. Yes. And uh, you are experiencing something that I think is not, it's not uncommon at all, and especially for those that are beginning to practice the law of attraction and putting your belief and faith and hope and expectations into uh, the possibility of the manifestation of something that has been a lifelong dream of yours. And so... First off, you're not alone in that, and so that's why I wanted to address your situation here on the podcast, because I think a lot of people can probably gain some insight and additional wisdom for their own situation if we can sort of tackle yours here for just a few minutes. And as I have meditated on and thought about some of your, your questions um, and, and some of the concerns that you have, Finding well, one of the things that you that stood out, one of the first things that stood out that you said in in your correspondence, you said that you'd already started studying and applying the law of attraction before um, you discovered your your uh, uh, really. I think it was your your passions or. Um, Oh, actually, I think you said before you discovered the you know, kinetic belief, that's what you were saying. And you said that you're ac actively doing the work of kinetic belief, of you know, applying your, the, the, the modalities of your belief. You're actively participating in, in the manifestation process of realizing your dream come true. And you said that even though you are actively doing the work, you said that it's still a struggle for you at times, and it's even becoming more of a struggle as of lately. But now, finding and living in alignment, Glenn, 
with the, first of all, your inner purpose, genius of purpose, finding that which you've done. You've notated that this is a dream of yours and so much so that you are willing to up in your life and and move 6,000 miles back to the U.S. to see the realization and the manifestation of your dream. So living in alignment with your expectations is something that you're obviously willing to do and with your inner genius of purpose because and, and that is so vital first of all to you ultimately manifesting your success and your dream because that's the foundation for fulfilling your outer purpose and it is the basis for all true success regardless of who you are you can look successful to the rest of the world but if you're not manifesting your dream if you're not manifesting your genius of purpose then you truly are not successful and you're just living uh a reflection of someone else's or even your ego's expectations for you. So without the alignment, which you're willing to do, without aligning with that genius of purpose, you can you can still achieve certain things through effort. You can achieve many things through struggle. You mentioned so much of your life now being a struggle. You can achieve things through through struggle and even through determination and just sheer hard work sweat of the brow, hard, uh, cunning kind of uh, labor every day. But there is no joy in those kind of endeavors. And all of that just invariably ends in some form of suffering, which you're already indicating that you are in the midst of. So, Glenn, every, every ego, everybody has an ego which is identifying with circumstances, identifying with friends and vehicles and trucks and dreams, and identifying with the empirical forms of the world around them. Every ego is continuously struggling for survival. It wants to live. It wants to continue. And so in the struggle for survival, it's trying to protect and enlarge itself. And so to uphold the I want the I thought we were going to get a truck. I thought I was going to be working on recipes. I thought this was going to work out for me. I moved 6,000 miles. I am here to do the work. All the I all of those eyes that the ego is identifying with needs the opposite thought of the other. The conceptual I, in other words, it cannot survive without the conceptual other. And so the others are uh, most, uh, most other, most predominantly other, when you can see them as your enemy, when you have a, a truck that does not meet your expectations, when you have a friend that perhaps withheld things from you, when you can make a, uh, an adversary out of something other than yourself, then you are continuing to inflate and keep the ego of what you're identifying with alive. So what does this mean for you? How, what is the outlook approach for someone who is building up the ego? One of the things that, that one will do is complain. Complaining is one of the ego's most favorite go-to strategies for strengthening itself. Every complaint is just a little story that the mind makes up that you completely believe in. And if you believe in... The story that the mind is making up, it's displacing a belief, a higher viewpoint that you would have had, perhaps you've journaled, that you're dreaming about of 
operating your own business, being in business with a partner, uh, having a successful food business as a chef, working as a chef, and all those things. But when you identify with the little stories that the mind's making up, you're displacing the, the kinetic belief. Whether you complain out loud or only in thought, it really makes no difference. Because some egos that perhaps don't have much else to identify with easily, very easily survive on complaining alone. And so um, it's so it's it's an easy place to go and to fall into the temptation of of being a complainer to to build up the opposition. I have to say, I find a lot of inspiration in the question that Glenn has posed, just the question itself, because what he has described is a is a massive shift and and even upheaval in life, but he has this awareness of his emotions that I think is really wonderful. And it's the hallmark of a true kinetic believer. When you when anything in life can happen and yet you're able to step back and observe your emotions enough to even ask and pose this question, I think is really powerful. Because you see the emotion as a negative thing, then you go, okay, wait a minute, time out. Something is not working right. Because if you're if you observe the emotion and it's negative and you allow that to also dictate your feelings about the enterprise, then you're being led by your feelings and emotions. And that means you're off course from uh, manifesting your kinetic mm. beliefs. Yeah. Uh, Glenn said that he left his job, moved 6,000 miles just wow. to drive for Uber during a, a global pandemic. And he said it was even more disappointing to find out that the reason why there was so much opposition in vagueness was the truck wasn't operational yet, which means that talking about feelings and emotions, Glenn, you're continuing to be led by feelings and emotions rather than by the substance of your kinetic beliefs. And that is the first fundamental problem in the issue that you're having with where you are in life right now. Mm. You're measuring, you're measuring uh, the, the, the perceived reality of where you are by how you feel and by the emotions rather than your chosen beliefs. The, the primary factor in all of this is your state of consciousness mm. in that the only reality of your desire must be that everything is working toward the manifestation that you dream of. It's all working toward that. And nothing, no thing that you can see is the dream until the dream has been manifested. If something doesn't look like it, just be grateful that you're being protected from something that's not it. Mm. And that's key. I really there's a there's a big part of this question that I find highly relatable because when you are you know, a manifesting machine. You have been working kinetic belief like there's no tomorrow. And you've been doing this this law of attraction thing. And, and all of a sudden, the very specific thing that you were believing for seems to show up. But then you realize it's almost as if it was a mirage and it wasn't real. And I think that can really feel emotionally or even even physically, feel as though it was a tease. It feels a little dishonest. It feels a little almost manipulative, like the universe pulled the rug out from under you. Because when you see something you were so specifically seeking, and then you realize it wasn't what you thought, how do we specifically overcome 
that emotion, that nuance of this question, because I relate to how difficult that would be. Because again, it's exactly what you thought was coming toward you. If something doesn't look like it, be grateful that you're being protected from something that's not yet. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's you wanted something that was blue and it shows up and it's red. If it's not exactly <laughs> like you had imagined it to be, be grateful that you're being protected from it. There are so many variations on a theme. That are not the theme mm. that can look like it, but it's not it. And that doesn't mean that the thing that's not it should have been it. It just means it's not it. When when I first began that that is so good. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but that just really slapped me across the face. <laughs> that it doesn't it just because it should have been, it doesn't mean it is. I mean, that's really it, it's easy to slip into that mentality like oh it's done it showed up i'm done and you slip into mentality and then all of a sudden you're <laughs> allowing the disappointment to be the thing wow. and rather than the thing being the thing disappointment <laughs> is never it yeah. disappointment is just an emotional response to being disappointed mm-hmm. it's it's like getting your, your birthday is on wednesday this week and you get up on tuesday and you're disappointed it is not wednesday it still doesn't make it your birthday you're going to have to wait one more day <laughs> right. for the the truth of your birthday to manifest. Yes. When I first began a provisional outreach to children living in poverty on Native American reservations and in some of the remote areas of Appalachia, it was about 20 years ago. And you were in, you were involved. I think you came in on the scene, Maggie, just uh, maybe a few months after this particular thing happened. And I th- we've even talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. But the the outreach was growing at just a tremendous uh, rate, and we had so had a built up. We built a facility. Uh, and to accommodate the the trucks coming and going and the distribution of all of this food and five, uh, I think it was 5,000 at that time, tons a month of provision that was being distributed to yeah. Western American Native res- reservations and throughout Appalachia. But we had a facility that was built up and we the crowds were becoming massive. And the... <laughs> I was teaching kinetic belief, and we're doing this distribution and and all this energy. And and the fire marshal comes in one day with a consortium. There's like five of them. They come in their arms folded, and and they look at the hundreds and hundreds of people that had uh, 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 congregated there, and that we're teaching, and we're um, and they just said, "This is too big. This is too." They, this is a quote. Uh, it said, "Stephen, you're too successful." We're going to have to close you down. It's too 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 hazardous. The facility can't accommodate this number of people. And at that time, we had some of the other members of the board that were there and heard the same remarks. And after all was said and done, the evening was over and everybody was gone. And uh, there's five of us standing there, and the other four they were. I wish you could have seen their faces. Just long, depressed, disappointed, mm. upset. It's not what they had wanted. It's not what we had talked about. The dream seemed to have come to a close. They felt depressed. They were emotionally upset and arms proverbially up in the air. Well, we're finished, Stephen. That means we have to close it up and we're all done. This has been fun, but gosh darn it, it is not what we had hoped for. I'm like, wait a minute, guys. This is great news. 
What are you talking about? This is good news. I am so grateful they came in and they shut us down. That means the best is yet to come. That means this is not the manifestation of the, the imagination and the desire of what we've been grateful for. This is not what we've been talking about. This is not what we're putting our work toward. Well, what do you mean? Because they came in and they stopped it, and I'm grateful they stopped it. That means that something better and bigger is coming. Well, Sure enough, fast forward, too many (laughs) details to to go into it all now. But 12 months after that, and contractors coming and volunteers coming into place, quadrupled in size, and to which even today we're continuing to to make do the distribution through through those efforts to those that need it and all the children. But um, the point of it is, is that by remaining steadfast toward the vision. Kinetically believing for the manifestation of what we were desiring to be able to take care of and the way that we could take care of so many families in that manner, um, being willing to stand forever. You don't ever have to stand for long. Mm -hmm. And if it's not what you imagined, then that's not what you imagined. And it's no place do you displace what you imagine with what you can see until it perfectly aligns with what you've been imagining to gratefully receive. Then you have the manifestation. And in the meantime, get out of the business of taking measurements with feelings, taking measurements from friends, taking measurements from uh, authorities that say you can or you cannot. All of that stuff, those are all from the empirical forms of the world around you, and they have nothing to do with you as a, a, a manifesting creative creator calling things that be not into existence. And until you see the manifestation of that, you're still in the process of receiving. And when somebody comes in and says, this is not it, that's good news. It's not bad news. When the truck breaks down, that's good news because that's not the truck and you're closer to the truck that it's supposed to be. And so you stand your ground (laughs) and you continue to be grateful, practicing the, the modalities of kinetic belief. When you see the things that you're believing for start to show up, you're in your manifestation mode and it's happening. And then just like the story you just told, resistance to or what you think is resistance shows up to to the dream that you're wanting to achieve. It, It feels like you're being tested. It feels like the universe is testing your resolve and testing your commitment to this dream and this vision. And I'm wondering, is that actually happening? Or does it just feel that way? Yeah, the universe will never test your dream. The universe, all it knows to do is to manifest it. Now, the testing is in the empirical forms. It's the heat being being applied to the substance that you're creating. It's like a recipe. And the heat that when you see something start to boil <laughs> in its form before it becomes what you've imagined it to be, it's it's just resistance. And it's it's going through the heat process of becoming what you imagine it to be. And you don't stop it in the middle of the process, fold your arms and go, well, darn it, I am so disappointed that it's not here now. Mm. Well, you know, it's not finished. And so you're in the process. Glenn, you're in the process of seeing your dream come true and seeing these things start to show up is good news, not bad news. It may appear to be broken. It may look like there is a fundamental flaw in the way that your friend with the MBA is 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 going about rolling this out. Maybe it has nothing to do with him being part of the finished product. Who are you or I to say? The universe knows exactly your heart's desire. And I'll tell you this. 
If you stay in there and you continue to put action toward what you're believing, it will be in a form that's far greater than anything you can think or imagine when you do see it manifest. When you're experiencing this sensation, like you perfectly described in the empirical world, resistance, what seems like resistance, would it be okay for us to take that as a sign that we're close that we're close to breakthrough, that we're close to the the going from the unseen into mm-hmm. the seen realm. Um, is that okay? Yes. Or <laughs> yeah. is that presumptuous? You, you will never come you will never you'll never see the the form of the car show up in the middle of the forest until the unless you see first of all bolts and springs and greasy parts and all the <laughs> things that are not the car assembled. Until you go through the process, it's going to it's going to be everything will be fragmented and it's your ability to gratefully continue to be positive through those fragmented representations of the whole Mm. that guarantee you get there the the full whole manifestation perfectedly completed as it should be never shows up day one it's fragmented and if you look at those fragmented pieces as the end result you'll always be disappointed and then be led away from um, your your dream through the disappointment I have a question about the story the analogy that you gave from your own life um, if if in that moment when the the fire marshal wanted to shut you down if you had chosen to go with the majority opinion and become negative become depressed would that have literally changed the course of that outreach program and your involvement? Would it have actually changed everything? Yeah, if I had chosen to align in agreement with the the state of depression and disappointment, I would have manifested exactly what I was depressed and disappointed about. Mm -hmm. Uh, What what you're saying is that if you're disappointed, I believe in the thing that's causing my disappointment, and the universe's job is to continue to uh, manifest into your existence the 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 brokenness or the depletion of your dream to make sure that your belief to be disappointed continues to be the thing that you live through, that you manifest. You have the authority, Glenn. You have the dominion, Glenn. And then your emotional state is simply a measurement of what you expect to see. If you are disappointed that means you you're communicating to the universe that your disappointment is exactly what you expect Mm. if you regardless of what you see you remain excited and grateful for what you imagine to see the universe's job is to make sure that you manifest the thing that you're grateful for Mm. you have the final say and you're the final authority as to what you're going to see show up in your life the way that you're describing this, it's really igniting a fascination with the different parts of the kinetic belief manifesting journey. Because when you're rep- when you are presented, you have all this manifesting momentum, what you're describing, and then this resistance seemingly shows up, which it's really just an opportunity, isn't it, for us to decide which way we're going to go. But I think it's interesting that in those moments, the stakes are much higher because when you're first starting out, it's almost as if one day you believe this, the next day you believe that, your momentum isn't very strong, you don't have a lot to lose. But when you've been all in on this thing for months and even years, and you're at this pinnacle moment, and then you're presented with the opportunity to sow in disbelief, the stakes are much higher at that time. And just like with you, um, 
and your story, your analogy, you could have pulled the rug out from under a massive, impactful future. Well, one of the things you just said, Maggie, that I think is really vitally important is to say that I am all in. Well, what does it mean to be all in? That means that there's not a there's not an alternative. There is no double-minded approach to this thing. Mm. No matter what anybody says or anybody does, I don't care what it looks like. At any given moment, that has nothing to do with with where I am headed, with where I am going, because I'm all in. All in means all in. There's no variation on this theme. And this this representation of my of of whatever this is, if it's not part of my all in, if it's not in alignment with what I've chosen to believe, it has nothing to do with my being all in. But this is the thing. You got to make sure that the present moment that you're in, Glenn, right now. Driving for Uber or not, whatever you, wherever you are, with whatever you're doing, your attitude in the present moment at all times must be that you know what, all is well. In alignment with my articles of faith, all is well. It's working for me. It's coming for me. It's manifesting for me. So all is well, and I trust that. And within the substance of my this chosen belief, which has substance now, it's, it's a very real thing. It's tangible, quantitatively tangible. Your dream is your friend, not your enemy. And so if you find yourself in in disappointment at all, I can just tell you that you need to check your love walk for yourself. You need to check the the um, the unconditional love that you that needs to be the lens for yourself, for your original authentic self, and the lens for everything and everybody else around you, regardless of what they're demonstrating or saying, has nothing to do with the way that you're going to maintain your position of unconditionally loving all things, because you're attached to what you see. You're attached to what you believe, and that is what defines you. And if you look at something and say, well, that's wrong, and you attach yourself to that being wrong, that defines you as a negative thing. And energetically, you begin, you said you've been studying the law of attraction. Then you understand, Glenn, that you're now attracting negative, uh, negative um outcome to your imagination. You've aligned with negative source energetics, with what you determine to be. This is negatively affecting my life. And so you're going to attract the negative results of that. You recently posted, you, you wrote a new blog and I loved the blog. It was it was a wonderful, it was sort of like you gave us the uh, the pitfalls that you can fall into on your manifesting journey. You gave us five of them. And one of them was talking about source and how when you step into disbelief, all of a sudden your attachment to source changes. And I'm wondering how that plays into Glenn's question here, because you just spoke to about trust, trusting the source, trusting the universe, that it has what you're believing for. And so I'm wondering what this process tells us about source. Yeah, it's trusting in you being the masterpiece that was uh, ingeniously imagined to be successful with a purpose in his life. And and part of that is in recognizing and, and believing this, Glenn, that you have creative authority and that it's what you say about what you're going to experience that will determine what you're going to experience. But to do this, you have to honor source. You have to honor your chosen beliefs by giving your chosen beliefs your fullest attention, not just partly, 
not just when you're maybe writing in your journal in the morning and then you go and give your undivided attention to broken down equipment or uh, promises that don't seem to be uh, coming through like you'd hope them to be. Your fullest attention is on your creator, on God, on source. Your fullest attention is on your chosen articles of faith, your beliefs, and you appreciate source and your beliefs by being thankful for all and becoming internally aligned with it by allowing it to be as it is, not represented as something that it's not. And so this is a a mindful daily choice that, you know what, I'm going to cast down negative imaginations. I am not going to entertain them. If it's negative, I'm not going to think about it because it has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. And it's just the ego trying to redirect your attention away from the dream that uh, was inserted and actually sewn into your soul by uh, source, by your creator. You know, the deeper you lead us into this explanation today, the more excited I am for Glenn, (laughs) because it seems like everything that you're saying, it means he's that much closer Mm -hmm. to the, the dream. But also I find that when something finally pops through for us and we can see it, it's always beyond the imagination. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why we, I know I have to always work to stay flexible and imagine a thing, but then know that it's going to be different, but better. And and so I'm so excited for the future where this this vision is concerned. Yeah, Glenn keeps showing up in gratitude. It could be across the street from where the broken truck has been parked that the great perfect truck exists. You don't know. But by showing up, you are putting uh, action to your faith, action to your belief. And the universe responds positively to it every single time. And if you if Mm -hmm. it does not work for you, Glenn, it'll be the first you'll be the first person in the history of planet planet earth that it did not work for you and i would say go write a book on why the law of attraction is is a a, a phony uh <laughs> a, a not working um uh, not to be believed process you'll be the first because it works and it is not a respecter of persons it works for everybody that mm. continues to keep their keep their gratitude in their action with their imagination and their desire and their and their the words that they're speaking positive and you get up every day with a bounce in your step refusing to look back to yesterday and and refusing to redefine uh you know your job uh, driving for uber or whomever as a negative thing but as a positive thing because you don't know maybe the next person that gets into the car with you has exactly what the universe is trying to get to you so this is advancing you you something brought you 6000 miles something has put you into the position that you're in you're on your way you're not at the end of this and so you cast down the negative stuff and be grateful for the movement that you're experiencing every single day mm-hmm. and in that gratitude the universe is going to manifest exactly what you imagine to to believe into your life look the evolutionary process of reawakening and that's what all KBs are doing we're going through a process of reawakening to higher consciousness, it is vital to advancing your mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion. Every single person on planet Earth is a spiritual being having a natural experience, Glenn. And so as long as the the lower nature of a person is identifying with the illusory of natural experiences, broken down things and disappointments, The essence of their higher being simply remains dormant, remains locked within. 
The philosopher Nietzsche wrote, if truth can be achieved at all, he said that it can only come from an individual who purposefully disregards everything that is traditionally taken to be important. And he said that such a superhuman person can live this this authentic and successful human life. And he's talking about the law of attraction. He's talking about being able to meditatively see what you believe. Uh, Albert Einstein became one of the most famous people on the planet, and even so, he never identified with the image the world had of him. And he could have. He could have. He could have stepped right into that celebrity status, but he didn't do it, and he remained unattached to the illusory of ego. And so, in response to the attention that he attracted all over the world, he said that there is a grotesque contradiction between what people consider to be my achievements and abilities and the reality of who I am and what I am capable of. He did not attach himself to the illusory. And as such, he was able to continue to imagine, to believe, and to receive um, in alignment with higher consciousness the perfected genius of purpose that he came into the natural to manifest. Glenn, awareness is power. Awareness is had, contains so much power. And the use of ego as a tool and uh, to be able to properly identify with who you are releases the power of your authority and the the power really of your true identity the essence of which is uh, the abundant flourishing life which is a guarantee for you and by observing your higher purpose and your your proper conscious alignment by doing that all everything else becomes easy and it's not a struggle anymore higher consciousness uses the universe to move in on your situation and on your circumstances to begin chiseling away at all of those strongholds, all of those things that uh, in the illusory appears to be the thing that you've been imagining to see. It starts chiseling away, and all that stuff just dissolves. All of that stuff begins to melt away. And all of the negative influences, and in your case, even influencers, the all of those narratives that have somehow redefined your identity through the lens of all of the negative reasonings that you, you mentioned in your email to us, the reasons why, all of that stuff begins to just melt away. And the creative power of your belief, I want you to know something, Glenn, it is always at work. It doesn't rest. It continues to do what it's supposed to do even while you're sleeping. As long as you you lie down at night with a grateful heart and you get up in the morning again with gratitude on your lips and you speak that positivity and you become a demonstration of that by allowing your light and love to be seen by all others. And you can't and it becomes impossible to speak. speak negatively because you recognize that every time you do, you are telling the source of your uh, expectations to stop, to, to, for the universe to stop moving what your expectations into existence. The law of attraction is responding to you. And if you go negative, it stops. And if you remain positive, it keeps working. It keeps working and to serve you in that way. But you know something, without knowledge, Maggie, most people will, they just, they don't ever make it in this life. Without knowledge, people just perish right there on the, the hillside of enlightenment. Mm. And that's just where, a place where very little attention 
has been given to the voice of higher consciousness. And like we were talking about in a podcast recently, the voice of higher consciousness is like the sound of many rushing waters. It continue, is continuously speaking to you. Mm, yes. But people don't ask questions of it, and they don't pay attention to it. And so as a result of that, their misguided attentiveness just wreaks havoc in every direction of their life and destruction from the afflictions of being double-minded about their hopes and expectations. And in, in those misgivings of double-mindedness, everything collapses. Mm. Nothing seems to work out. The optics of your expectations, uh, Glenn, determine the circumstances of your life. The universe, it's abundantly furnished to be able to give you everything that you could ever gratefully desire or even fearfully dread. But the choice is always yours. Whatever it's going to be is what you're going to be uh, ultimately experience. Uh, the, what we're talking about here, Maggie, is the wisdom of the higher order. And that's a marvelous thing, isn't it? Yes. Just the wisdom of counsel. Could you imagine existence without knowing uh, who you are, whose you are, or where to go to receive counsel other than home uh, to, to family or brothers or, or to the next door neighbor? But wisdom of higher order is this amazing thing because when a person aligns with the light of life, and that's what we're doing, 10,000 stories could have been narrated a thousand different ways. All of that fades to no effect fables that the ego has been identifying with, all of that dissolves from presence. And it's alignment with source, alignment with one love, alignment with all of life, alignment with positive energetics, with higher consciousness that is achieved by the awakening and by the intentional casting down of egoic imaginations that will tell you that you're a failure, that your dream will never come to pass, that the law of attraction is not working for you, that whatever it is, it's not going to work out. And so when a person identifies with source, when they align with God, their new identity, uh, it's not actually new, by the way. It's simply enlivened. You've successfully been able to rewild yourself back to the beginning to begin manifesting the, the genius of purpose that you came into the natural to be able to experience. I feel like the vital truth that I'm taking away today is you've helped me and, and I'm sure everyone else align with the importance of, of true highest self and identity because a moment ago, I felt like you were leading us into the idea that not only is it dangerous to identify with disappointment, but it's equally as dangerous to make your identity a success because we're so much more than our plateaued successes in the empirical form that you pointed out. We're more than the disappointments, but we're more than the successes. The true sense of self and the highest self explodes all of that out of the way. And, and it's the genius of purpose. It's the creator within us. It's, the, it's, it's our connection to the highest creator and the highest consciousness that is what our, our experience here is truly about. And when we plug into that, that's where it's at. That's where this the ultimate experience is. That's so true, Maggie, because when you're using the ego to identify with failure or to identify with success, then you're still setting yourself up for failure because the 
Ego is there to be used as a tool to identify with being light and being love. And the rest of it is the entertainment of the intellect. The rest of it is to be able to enjoy the the adventure of pursuing uh, something that you're curious about. And mm. if it's to become a chef in a in a any situation, it's the pursuit of that dream and the manifestation of it and the, and it enlarging your territory and that experience that is success. Light and love promote the essence of the quickened state of being in the presence of your your uh, present tense moment. That is success. That is a transcendence uh, version of what it means to be successfully uh, enlivened or living uh, and experiencing life in its fullness. Because the soul is transcending egoic awareness, and the results are always immediate, immediate success. That doesn't, it's not measured by how much money is in a bank account. It doesn't, it's not measured by the size of a restaurant or anything. Mm. Success is immediate when the soul transcends egoic awareness. Immediate. Light and love then attracts more of the substance of light and love, and instantaneously, then an enlightened person who is successful, they begin attracting the manifestations of their genius of purpose, purpose, and then all of life is as it should be all the time. Wow, this is so exciting, this concept. We are kinetic believers, and we're carrying that identity with us in this huge, explosive, powerful way in the present moment at all times. You know, I was painting over the weekend, and... At one point, I thought, wow, this really sucks. This is a terrible painting. And it's just because it was too early. You know, I hadn't really gotten into the detail. and But I do remember I had a moment of wanting to quit. And I, and I thought... And I had this, I don't, I don't think I had this thought. I think some, something spoke it to me, but it was basically the concept of, hey, you're a painter, you're an artist, no matter what this looks like. So I love that overlaying that with kinetic belief. Look, we're kinetic believers, no matter what the process looks like, that does not change our identity. It doesn't change who we really are. And I just think that's incredibly comforting and very powerful because that means we're completely disconnected to even what we are experiencing. And it's being positive-minded. That is a, that is directing your attention toward higher source that enabled you to hear the those encouraging words of wisdom coming from the sound of many rushing waters from within. Yes. That and then that in alignment, in that alignment with that voice of positivity, then the expression of your creation was immediately successful in that transformation. Mm. Uh, a treasure of creative manifesting power is hidden within every single person. Wow. And it's an energy source that is far more influential to rearranging life, actually, than the splitting of an atom. Because the, the good news is the treasure is not hidden from you. It's actually been secreted away within you just for you. But you have to go there to see. You have to go there to be willing to say, you know what? I do have authority. I am special. I am unique. And I'm not a victim to anything in the, the limited perspective of what can be seen. No, I am here to achieve and to be able to realize and be a the fullest expression of the original intention of me. Wow. Well, let's work on some more highest <laughs> viewpoints. Let's add, let's add to the list I'm here. Jazzed up already. You know, when we when we do this, and I think it's important that everybody realize when we do these highest viewpoints, the way that we do them, 
in the way that we speak them aloud. We're, while speaking these affirmations, we're visualizing our reality and reconstructing uh, what we imagine to see through the things that we're saying here intentionally. And by doing so, you're activating creative authority into the natural. Believe it when you say these highest viewpoints. Believe it and adhere to it and rely on it as your truth, as your reality. Mm-hmm. And believe it with gratitude from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And just say this out loud. Say the positive. The positive. Creative substance of my words. Creative substance of my words. Are flowing into my surroundings. Are flowing into my surroundings. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. The strength of my joy. The strength of my joy. Creates things from my words. Creates things from my words. Inspiring the life around me that I can see. Inspiring the life around me that I can see. The substance of my words. The substance of my words. Bring healing. Bring healing. The substance of my positive words. The substance of my positive words. Are aligning circumstances. Are aligning circumstances. To reflect what I expect. To reflect what I expect. The positive energetics. The positive energetics. Of my words. Of my words. Are advancing my mind. Are advancing my mind. My body and soul. My body and soul. Toward perfected completion. Toward perfected completion. And right now, right now, in this moment, in this moment, today, today, where I am, where I am, I am using, I am using the abundant supply, the abundant supply that's filled within the universe, that's filled within the universe, with the substance of my every need, with the substance of my every need, and I'm drawing it toward me. I'm drawing it toward me. I am attracted. I am attracted by the beauty of creation, mm, by the beauty of creation of which I am a part of, of which I am a part of, and the beauty of creation, and the beauty of creation is also attracted to me it's also attracted to me and i'm advancing my mind body and soul i'm advancing my mind body and soul to be perfectly aligned to be perfectly aligned with the positive words that i speak the positive words that i speak and i imagine i imagine that what i'm creating with the substance of my words that what i'm creating with the substance of my words is benefiting me it's benefiting me and all others and all others and today and today i'm unwrapping my genius of purpose <laughs> I am unwrapping my genius of a purpose. A little bit more. A little bit more. Which is a gift to the world. It's a gift to the world. And I am overflowing. And I am overflowing. With the miraculous. With the miraculous. Positive. Positive. Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Genius. Genius. Abundance. Abundance. Of me. Of me. Wow. Thank you so much, Glenn, for sparking this conversation and for being a part of the of the KB family. We I just love everyone so much. And can't you feel them, Steve? Mm. I just feel them, all the listeners, and I'm just so grateful for this time and the sacred space that we get to have together. Yeah, and I want everybody right now, all of us together, to send out much light and much love to Glenn and all yeah. the other KBs all around the world. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.